Welcome to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. Fresh off round one of the playoffs, it is I, at OSG Nelson on the Twitters, along with me, compadre down in the borough, Tommy Palmer and Tommy Week 1. Let's just say it was interesting. That might be a giant understatement, sir. (laughs) I would think that it really... Uh, you know, it was probably one of the most interesting weeks I, I've, I can remember of the last five years. Who would think Roswell would go down? Of course, I was reminded that their leading running back was out of service. But, it, you know, I don't think anybody would think Tiff would go on the road and beat Roswell 42-7, to no matter the, the situation. All teams at this point in the season, John, have have injuries, I mean, you know, and you deal with them. And I don't think anybody really ever thought Coffee, a, you know, really good football team, but with a very young offensive line, I, I don't think as a four seed anybody thought they'd go and, and take care of business at Stevenson either. Those are just two of the things that just really are glaring to me as we begin this conversation. All right, so let's start things off with the largest number of A's. And in 7A, going through them, obviously Lowndes puts up a big number they'll get Westlake Norcross wins on the last play of regulation with a pick six return they'll get Grayson Hillgrove and Walton I think a lot of folks expected that one Mill Creek had to go to free football before they knocked off Brookwood they get Milton Tift goes to East Coweta Archer and Parkview will be the game on GPB McEachern and Colquitt meeting for like the 9,000th time in a row in the playoffs and North Gwinnett kind of I you know the more I talk about North Gwinnett it's like yeah they're just down there low right and no one's talking about them except for us every week you know they won a state championship yeah, last, last time year I checked, yeah laying in the weeds as we would say you, nobody thought north Gwinnett would be in the state championship game a year ago but there they were and they won it you know what else uh, struck out for you from 7a real quick well from from 7a i, I really think that we are going to have some great matchups but in 7a i i, I really I wonder which Archer team is going to show up this week. You just really never know who is going to be there at this point in the season. And records, as we always like to say, really don't matter. Uh, but uh, can I tell you something? Sure. If you if you play like your regular season record, you may be gone this week. But if you play like you did last week, you may be around a while. Now, you mentioned Coffee in 6A as a four seed. Both four seeds in the upper right-hand part of the bracket make it through. So it's Harrison knocking off Johns Creek. They get Lanier. Coffee and Richmond Hill going at it. So you get that matchup upper right with Coffee and Richmond Hill. And Richmond Hill, that's a dangerous football team in 6A simply because they're sitting there at 5-5. Five and five. Coffee's 9-2. and two. You want to roll a coin on that one? I don't think so. I mean, you know, it's just you don't really know about past records. And and, and I mentioned this as well in, in 5A. You've got Wayne County sitting there 11-0. and 0. You had Bainbridge, who was like, I think, at one time 2-5. and 5. They are now 6-5. and 5. And that's a dangerous game for, for Wayne County down in 5A, John. Yeah, we'll get to 5A in just a sec. Let's wrap up 6A real quick. I know that everyone's eyes are gravitating toward Valdosta and Glen Academy. Valdosta putting 70 on Lovejoy. Glen Academy knocking off Evans 42-7. 
We may get the final results in that one around 11.15 on Friday night. <laughs> or on Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> there you go, because you got Glenn Academy, and, and you know as good as I do, Glenn Academy always, for whatever reason, I have no idea, uh, Rockies teams just never start the season great. But brother, when you start looking at games 7, 8, 9, and 10 in the regular season, you're dealing with something. Uh, and, of course, Valdosta is averaging about 68.5 points a game, I think, <laughs> since game five. So, you know, we we may be around for a while waiting on, on a fight one in that one, on, on a final in that one, John. 6A, the bottom half of the bracket. Brad will institute another four seed, making their way through. They'll get Northside Warner Robins and have to make another road trip. And, obviously, Creekview and Lee County lurking low right as well. Now, you mentioned 5A with Bainbridge and, Way- and Wayne County. Kellen Buford, the other part of that upper left. How would you like to be in that bracket? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's a tough bracket. It, re- You know, if they stick you up in that one on the left-hand side up there, it's like, oh, come on, let's see, where is Kel? Well, we kind of thought they'd be there. And there is Buford. So <laughs> stay, stay away from Rome, Buford, and a few other people in those brackets. Well, and then you look at what else is going on. Low left, you get another four seed in New Hampstead who took care of business. They have to go to Stockbridge. And then you get Carrollton and Loganville as a four who upset Southwest DeKalb. We have got so many teams in this particular classification that are like three and fours. I don't know what was happening during their regular season, but these are not fours, friends. These are forces. Put an R-C-E in there. These are forces. Anybody's capable of, you know, playing down to the Elite Eight in this in, in this particular round, but I still think you have to have a, a Rome. I think you still have to have a Buford. I still think you have to have a Warner Robins. Do I need to continue? Well, I mean, Warner Robins gets where this week. How about that one? Well, where and uh, I, I think where and Wayne just played a tremendous region championship football game. And, of course, you know, Franklin Stevens always has his football teams ready to play when it's time for that five week dash to now the Mercedes-Benz. And see, I didn't even say the dome. Yeah, well, I mean, you and I both say that all the time. I think we need to put a quarter in the jar every time we do that. <laughs> Roman Dutchtown lurking upper in the upper right-hand side in 5A. In Quad A. Wait, before, before you go to Quad, sure. that's your surprise team right there. That is your surprise team in Class 5A. Dutchtown. Dutchtown. Okay. Yep. All right, so we'll hang on to that one. So, Sean Powers, since you're in charge of the ones and twos, mark the tape. He says Dutchtown's a surprise, so hang on to that one. Now, Quad A, Marist and Pius, round two. I think that one will be done by about 8.30. Yeah, and it, it makes you wonder, you know, who's going to get the ball last <laughs> because they won't have it. But, you know, I, I would imagine that it, it will seem like for the fans, my gosh, we just played the first quarter and we're at halftime. Yep. I mean, it's going to be one of those games. And just because we said that, John Nelson, this always happens. The final in this one, folks, should be 50-49. to 49. Exactly. Mary Persons and Woodward Academy up in the upper left-hand side. Down on the right-hand side, Cartersville makes their way through. Ridgeland in a 2-3 survives Flowery Branch. Baldwin goes through. Columbus goes through down on the low side. 
Baldwin is surprising me. They really, the the light came on at, at midseason, and, and this has turned out to be a very good football team. And they're playing like there is no tomorrow because there is no tomorrow after this Friday night, and and they're playing well. Talent's never been the problem there. I think it's just now becoming one of those more stable Burke County, uh, Thompson kind of kind of things that they, in that region that they play out of. I really believe that. And you've got Burke County taking on the region champ east side, upper right, while Blessed Trinity gets north of Coney. Wow. And, yeah, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at east side and Burke County. You'd mentioned Burke. Burke gets to go up against a region champ round two. Yeah, I tell you. Uh, Blessed Trinity and Maris just play some wonderful games. But uh, Blessed Trinity, they're defending their championship. They're still in the top 100 teams in the nation, and uh, I, th- that could be your, your definite team coming out of there. Okay, so then low right in Quade. You mentioned Thompson. So Thompson is a 2-3 matchup. They go to Upson Lee and beat Upson Lee. They have to do that's the, the pack-a-lunch, pack-a-dinner, and a suitcase trip, and they have to go to Cairo to take on Steve Dvorsny and the Syrup Makers. And they have won 10 games in a row, have Steve Dvorsny's Cairo Syrup Makers. And you're playing down at the home stadium of, of the great Bill Stanfill, who was the Georgia, uh, you know, the Georgia great from down there. I've broadcast from down there. It's not a fun place to broadcast from, folks, I'm telling you. The reason is it is just so home field advantage to that particular portion of the state. It's just, it's a great stadium, wonderful place to watch a football game, but it is extremely uh, intimidating, I believe, is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, let's use that word intimidating. And then the last matchup, low right, Troop and Pickens, two really cool stories from the year. Pickens wins their first ever playoff game. They're 11-0. and They host Kobe Hudson and Tanner Glisson's Tigers. Do you think uh, the home field advantage will make a difference in this one? I think that this one could go for a while. I think that uh, Pickens is riding on one of the highest of highs right now for Chris Parker and with the, what the Dragons are doing. And I think that, you know, I think that Troop getting that extra day of rest probably helps out as well. And I want to see how these two teams handle training this week, getting ready for this game because it's supposed to be raining all week for a Friday night game with two teams that really want to put the ball in the air and score a lot of points. Well, somebody's going to get their feelings hurt because you're not going to be able to throw it every down. If you have a good running game to go with a throwing game, you got a chance in this one. But these are two really good football teams, and I'm sure that Troop got a very close, good look and our friends from Pickens, who have just really done their thing this year. It's, it's, it's really been outstanding to watch to see this football team's done. Triple A, Pierce County makes their way through, knocking off Windsor Forest. They'll get Jackson. Dawson County gets Monroe Area upper left. What do you think? Uh, I, th- I think Pierce is going to continue uh, to win down there, and this is no reflection on Jackson. They're a good football team, too. But you got Jason Williams, the head football coach, and he's no stranger to, uh, as we call it, tournament football with uh, Fitzgerald, Lamar County, and and his resume says a lot for it. He's got great assistance, and this is a really good football team that has gone from being a throwing football team to now a run-throw, pretty balanced thing. This is a good football team. There's a reason there's undefeated at 11-0. Cedar Grove and North Hall, Benedictine and Westside Macon low left. 
that could be a dangerous game for Benedict, and I don't really know that much about Westside Macon other than the program has been solid for many, many years. They don't go deep in the playoffs every time. But, uh, you know, Benedictine's at home, Savannah State Stadium on the coast, great get-together, great fan base. Uh, Benedictine has to be the choice in this one. All right, then low, Then on the right-hand side of the bracket, Peach County, GAC, everyone's looking toward that one as well. And Calhoun put up a big number on Fannin County. They get love it. Pike County gets Jenkins in the next round as a four seed. They went to Cordell, won in overtime. Dylan Strong continues for another week. Uh, Jenkins has some great athletes. Jenkins was, you know, people were saying, I- I'm just not sure how good Jenkins is this year. And they end up being a really good football team. They went to Applin County and win last week. I believe they're they're equal to the task yet again. The one thing that may hurt may that be that uh, Pike has problems with offense. All right. So double A, which to me is one of the most competitive brackets in, in classes, top to bottom. I'm just right. going to blow through the Sweet 16 here. Fitzgerald, Swainsboro, Chattooga, Rabin, Thomasville, Dublin, Douglas, Hurd, Dodge, Jeffco, Bremen, Rockmart, Waco, Brooks, Callaway, and Hapeville Charter. A lot of great football teams. Hapeville Charter, of course, the defending champion. Waco, hot as a $10 pistol, as we used to say. <laughs> Waco can really get it done. But the team I've really got my eye on this week is to see just how good Rock Mart is. Sometimes second round of playoff gets a football team, but, man, they're 11-0. and They've done something right up there. This is a great football team. So he's reading my notes because that's going to be backroads this week at halftime of Archer and Parkview. In Class A private, uh, not a, a, whole lot of, a, a whole lot of chalk made their way through. Holy Innocence gets Calvary Day, Mount Vernon Athens Academy, Brookstone and North Cobb Christian, Wesleyan PAC, Riverside Military comes through as Team 23, knocking off George Walton. They get Fellowship, Hebron Christian, Savannah Christian, Aquinas Darlington, Trinity Christian, and Elka. Finishing things up quickly in Class A public, we get Swamp War Two. <laughs> I saw that and I said, you must be kidding me. Swamp War 2. Uh, could there be an upset in the offing here? We'll know Friday night about 10 o'clock, won't we? Commerce, Mitchell County, Miller County, Irwin, Chatco, Green, ECI, and Pelham, which will be a really good one. Tryon and Sly County, Montgomery and Marion, Swamp War 2, Dooley County, and Mount Zion. 30 seconds, anything else stick in your brain from week one as we head to week two? Well, I said it two weeks ago, and I'll say it yet again. Pelham is the dog in Class A public. Pelham's really good, averaging over 50 points a game. That's no fluke. They're that good this year. Well, and uh, I will go with uh, Class A public. I'm looking forward to Swamp War too. I want to see Pelham. I want to see Mitchell. And, and I want to see how things continue to go with Commerce as well in, in single A. And I want to see how the teams that had the off weeks continue to come off of that week one, watching everybody else and coming out there and playing. That is it for the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on GPP Media. Go to your favorite podcatcher. Use the quotes. Go to Football Fridays in Georgia. Close your quotes. Hit the magnifying glass. Save it. And that's how it is. You can read it and hang out with us every single week. For Tommy Palmer, I am John Nelson. Sean Powers in charge of the ones and twos. Go to gpb.org slash sports and football. It is Archer. It is Parkview this Friday. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you at the games.
I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.